0: Welcome to the podcast Think Biblically, conversations on faith and culture. I'm your host, Scott Ray, Dean of Faculty and Professor of Christian Ethics at Talbot School of Theology here at Biola University. We're here on the, the week before Thanksgiving with an expert from Biola University's Rosemead School of Psychology on the area of gratitude. Dr. Stacy Altiti is with us. Stacy, thanks so much for being with us. Well, thank uh, you for having me. Stacy has a whole host of areas of expertise. Uh, she has a PhD in cognitive psychology from the University of Essex in England uh, and publications on a, a very broad scale. But one of the areas that she's done quite a lot of thinking about is this area of gratitude and a psychology of gratitude. So I'm, I'm really interested, in, on, as we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, I thought, I thought it was appropriate to have some maybe deeper reflections on gratitude than what we might have thought about before. Mm-hmm. So, Stacy, thanks for being with us. Um, you, you know, you've been a professor for for some time. Uh, you've done a lot of thinking about this area of gratitude and thankfulness. What motivated you, first of all, to start doing some of this professionally?
1: Well, my background is not in grad- gratitude. Like you said, I have a wide range of interest and. My early research actually had to do with the area of anxiety. So if you think of anxiety, it could be like the opposite of gratitude, where you're worrying about things going on in your life and you're focusing on the negative. And a lot of anxiety research deals with this idea of if you're highly anxious, you actually focus your attention on threatening information in your environment. And by doing that, that just makes you more and more anxious. So some research is trying to figure out how can we make people less anxious or how can we shift their attention away from like an angry face or a negative word onto something more positive. And you can actually do some attention retraining by having participants um, purposefully focus on positive images like the happy face, and that will decrease their anxiety. So, by having individuals focus on what's good in their environment, that actually helps them deal with their anxiety better. And I think that lays into the gratitude, right? Gratitude is this whole focusing on what's good. What are good things happening in my life that I can focus on and then be grateful for?
0: Okay. So, this, this so this. Your interest in gratitude really came about as more, more of a byproduct of doing something else. Mm-hmm. So, Stacy, as a psychologist, what is your background in psychology? How has that helped you understand this subject of gratitude, maybe more, in more depth, um, maybe with more significance than sort of the average person who thinks about this?
1: So there are a lot of ideas in psychology that have to do with gratitude and how do we think about gratitude. One way of framing gratitude is to think of it as a positive emotion, and that fits in with Barbara Fredrickson's broaden and build theory of positive emotions. So according to that theory, when we engage in positive behaviors or positive moods and emotions, that actually increases the thoughts that we have or the behaviors that we can engage in and then builds our resources, whether they're psychological, physical, or social. And so gratitude is just one positive emotion of many. And under this framework, when you think about gratitude, well, this increases your pro-social behavior. And interestingly, not just your pro-social behavior, towards a benefactor but also towards yourself and others so that would be the broadened part of the broaden and build theory and then it builds relationships so it strengthens whatever bonds you have with others and you can apply this spiritually so if you are thankful to god and you think about all of the wonderful blessings that you have in your life and the good things that he's done that then is going to strengthen your relationship with god and build that relationship up
0: Okay, so you, what you're suggesting is that the, the more you cultivate gratitude as a, as a habit, it impacts your relationships, it impacts your, your own soul, impacts your relationship to God uh, in some really deep and significant ways. Is it also the case where neurologically gratitude is one of those practices that can actually reshape Uh, how the brain works and helps in, in that way to help sort of ward off depression and anxiety?
1: Well, gratitude has been shown to be positively related with all sorts of good things in life. So it helps you physically, like it reduces your stress. It helps you mentally, like you said, people who are more grateful tend to be less depressed um, we also mentioned the relationship aspect. It helps you professionally. You're a better colleague when you engage in gratitude. And interpersonally, people who are grateful tend to just be more humble and more self-aware and just kind people in general. So it has a whole host of benefits.
0: Okay. Th- those are definitely the kind of people that I would like to be around. For and sure, think, yeah. You know, it sort of stands to reason that you might like to be that kind of person yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so say a little bit more about how you connect the sort of psychosocial aspects of gratitude with the biblical teaching on gratitude.
1: Yeah, so it fits in nicely with what we're commanded to do as Christians. So if you think about in the Bible, there's passages spread throughout the Old and New Testament commanding us to be thankful. So to focus on what's good, what's noble, like in Philippians, and to just have a thankful heart at all times in all circumstances for all things. So when we have a spirit of gratitude that then helps us to orient ourselves or maybe posture ourselves in life to notice those good things that are happening in our life and to be thankful for them.
0: So if there if there are all of these benefits to gratitude. Why why do you think the Bible has to command us to do this as repeatedly as it does? There must be something about who we are as human beings, that's not inclined toward gratitude so that even in spite of all the benefits, the Bible still has to repeatedly pound that message home. Why do you think that's so?
1: I think it's not natural for us to think about what we're grateful for. You always have to teach our children to say thank you, right? Mm -hmm. They don't do it naturally. And there are just things in life that can become obstacles to expressing gratitude. So I think in today's society, I would say the number one obstacle is just busyness. So even if you want to be a grateful person, what is urgent, what's pressing, that email, that phone call, that always kind of... Takes all our mental space and our capacity and doesn't leave us much room to think and to reflect on how to be grateful for things in life.
0: Okay, so this is just a matter of mainly, not entirely, but mainly just of creating that extra space and your own personal bandwidth just to have time to focus and the energy to focus on this. I wonder if that's part of the reason, I'm just thinking out loud, that that's one of the reasons why the Bible mandates the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. have, you have one day in seven where you're not supposed to be busy, you're supposed to be off the, the fast lane um, to cultivate, among other things, gratitude to the Lord.
1: And that would make sense, that unless you set time aside and you're proactively trying to engage in gratitude, that it doesn't come naturally to us.
0: Well, so what, what are some of the practices that you use to cultivate this in your life?
1: There are a few practices. I like to do um, gratitude while I'm driving. So it's a time when I'm commuting to work and I'm alone in the car. And I can just look around and think about okay, what's going on? What can I be grateful for? And I start by the present. So driving's a good opportunity where I can look on the other side of the freeway and say, I'm glad I'm not in that traffic. <laughs> 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 or thank you for that sunset. That's beautiful. And often that's uh, kind of a leaping point to start thinking about work as I'm going to work. And then, oh, colleagues I'm thankful for, or students, or things going on um, in my day that I can look forward to and be really grateful
0: for. For. All right. So why 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 do you think our kids have so much trouble developing this? Because I think the I, it's not that they don't have the bandwidth to do this. It's you know, and we've already you've already said they're not naturally inclined to do this. But this, you know, I think most parents would say this takes a lot of work to to pound this into kids about the need to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something about the teenage years the you know that makes that particularly difficult
1: i think part of it is just a self awareness in order to be grateful it takes a capacity to reflect On What's going on and think about, okay, these are things in my life that I don't necessarily deserve or gifts that have been given to me. And I know my children expect a lot. So they don't necessarily have that self-awareness to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, this isn't expected. This is an unusual gift that I've been given. And I need to be grateful for it. Um, their level of awareness can be very small. So we have them incorporate gratitude into their prayer. And sometimes they'll be like, thank you that I could go to school today. And I'm like, honey, it's Sunday. You weren't <laughs> at school. <laughs> so just, uh, you know, thinking yeah. and having the memory capacity as well of, oh, yeah, today I didn't actually do that. But.
0: <laughs> and I know, you know, there, I mean, there, there are people... In our lives, who see the cup as half full, and others who see it as half empty, uh, and they're just certain people that, for for whatever the reason, uh, they just have a hard time feeling grateful and expressing expressing gratitude about a whole host of things. What what do you say to that person who's it's just their their temperament is just um, you know, they're a little bit more like Eeyore. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know that. How do, yeah. what do you how do you deal with people like that?
1: So I think of gratitude as a way in which you're going to orient yourself towards life. And like you're saying, some people seem to be oriented towards noticing, you know, the bad things in life, or the stressors, or the down things. And part of it is we don't ignore that when we have struggles, when we have difficult circumstances. For having a hard day, we recognize this is a tough day that we're having and to acknowledge that for what it is. But I think part of that orienting is to also, okay, this may be a rough day, but there are still going to be nuggets of gold in it. Nuggets of things that people did or said to me or p- just people around me and who they are. That I can focus on and be grateful for. So, not that I'm grateful for these challenges, but in the midst of these challenges, can I find aspects or things going on in my life that I can really truly be grateful for? That's a
0: good way to put it. You know, what are the nuggets of gold? You know, mm-hmm. that you find in the in the glass. Yeah. Uh, whether you see it as half empty or half full, my mom used to call those the various pockets of joy. Yeah. That she would have, and they're just you know little small things, mm-hmm. but they reoriented. Her toward the things that she wanted to actually have her life be focused on. Yeah. But there, you know, I mean, uh, granted, there are some people who just sort of temperamentally are like that. Mm-hmm. But there are others for whom life has thrown a lot of hard things at. Um, and you look at their life, and, you know, and my first inclination is to say, you know, when when is enough enough? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like it's not like they have the, you know, the the same scenario as Job or or somebody else like that. But they've had a lot of tough stuff thrown at them. You know, the the cancer survivor, the family that's lost a child. You know, the un, those, those unexplainable things that you know we we trust that God's going to pull this all into a coherent whole, but this side of eternity, we don't have any idea how, that's, how that works. Yeah. Now, those, I think, are, that's a little bit different scenario than just somebody who's temperamentally not inclined to be grateful. So what, especially around Thanksgiving, when we reflect on these things, we just, were, we were a little bit more reflective about life. What do you say to the person who's just had a lot of really tough stuff thrown at them?
1: That's a difficult situation because we know everybody's life is different. They have different challenges that they're facing. And sometimes there's no obvious answer as to why. Why is this happening in my life? God, why are you doing this at this point in time? And part of it is living with uncertainty is really hard. It's hard for us to not have answers to our questions. But that's part of what it means to live in this world is we're going to face difficulties and we're not going to always know what the answer is. Not now. Maybe in heaven we'll know what the answer is and God I, will reveal that.
0: I, li- I like our chances in heaven. <laughs> but I think you're right. The, I think the Bible is very clear that this side of eternity, there are some pretty significant why questions that hang over our head that are that are going to follow us into eternity and i think well, those will be resolved mm-hmm. but that's that's hard to you know to be grateful for what you have when you you just feel like you're under you're under siege mm-hmm. from a lot of difficult stuff
1: it is and that's where i think having a solid faith knowing that this is a time of uncertainty but the bible tells me that in trials this is a time of refinement That I don't know why I'm going through this trial, but God is using this trial to refine me in some way and to remember that. And that's where the joy and the gratitude can come in. Like, I know this is really difficult, and I don't know why. But again, okay, God will be using this to somehow strengthen my relationship with Him. Even in this difficult situation, He's still here with me, and He's sustaining Mm -hmm. me. He hasn't gone on vacation.
0: (laughs) Although you raise an interesting point because, you know, I I wonder sometimes, you know, the the Bible is so clear that the main thing that we have to be grateful for is that our eternal destiny is secure, that we are saved by virtue of Mm -hmm. the cross and resurrection of Jesus. Yet for a lot of people, I I think they have a hard time you know, getting real traction with that as something to be grateful for that really shapes their outlook and shapes how they view the world. Why Why do you think that's so?
1: I think it has to do with how we view the gospel. So for a long time, and I'm sure not alone, the, the gospel to me is for others, non-believers, right? It's a message, we go out and we're like, hey, you need to be saved, you need this message of salvation but we don't really realize the gospel is for believers as well. And Jerry Bridges in his book, Respectable Sins, talks about how we should be preaching the gospel to ourselves daily. So having that daily reminder that, you know, yeah, we know Christ, we are saved. We're still sinners, we're not perfect, um, but even though we're not perfect, God still loves us.
0: So so maybe there's something to the biblical notion of, regularly celebrating the Lord's Supper.
1: hmm yeah.
0: I mean, in my church, we do this every week. Um, but that tangible, visible reminder, and of course, you know, Eucharist actually means Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, of f- ultimately, foundationally, what we are to be thankful for. I, I, it makes sense that that would be a practice that's in our interests for our well-being.
1: For sure. And to just remind ourselves that that salvation cost God so much, but He was willing to give it. And when we were sinners, we're not perfect. And His love for us is so much greater than we can imagine.
0: Now, I think oftentimes we hear gratitude encouraged Mm -hmm. and the desire to have it cultivated almost in a way that comes across as just stop whining about your circumstances and be grateful for something. Mm-hmm. But but I find, you know, if that's the case, people just tend to kind of go through the motions yeah. on this instead of cultivating the, the real thing. Um, so what what advice would you have for families, for, you know, individuals who may spend Thanksgiving without being around a family uh, to, to make a Thanksgiving holiday, one that's really meaningful, and meaningful not just because we're around family, but because it's focused on what the holiday is actually about, which was originally a thanksgiving to God for his abundant provision. Mm -hmm. What suggestions would you have for families on this?
1: So I like Thanksgiving because it's just that natural opportunity to try to cultivate more gratitude and not just to do it on the day, but to think of it as a season of Thanksgiving. So I think part of bringing meaning to it is to not just sit around the table and everybody says, what's one thing you're grateful for? That's great. But it's very, in a sense, shallow. And you can bring that to a deeper level very quickly by saying, okay, what are you grateful for and why? Why are you grateful for mom? Or why are you grateful for school? Or, And to really flesh out the reasoning behind it. Because then when we hear the why behind it, then we learn more about that person and what truly is it about this object or this person that they're thankful for. Um, So one way in which you could do it in a family or if you're not with family, if you're far away, um, gratitude letters are great. And it doesn't have to be because somebody did something for you. It could just be, I'm grateful for you. And this is why I'm grateful for you. And to just sit down and write a letter. And if you're away from somebody, just mail it to them as an expression of gratitude. If you want to do it in person, that is amazing. I don't know if you've ever been part of a gratitude tribute where somebody's written basically a gratitude letter and read it to the person. And that is just so impactful. So the person is like, wow, you really think this about me? And then you hear about, wow, this is how that person has impacted so many other people. So it's really meaningful. That's
0: a rich tradition. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe maybe this Thanksgiving, you write that to one person mm-hmm. who's impacted you or who you have, you know, a special sense of gratitude for. And I really like the idea of, of you know, I'm grateful for this or I'm grateful for you because, and then complete that sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that you know, understanding the why of that, I think, will help helps the person reflect more deeply about what exactly they're they're grateful for. I have a okay. friend. I have a friend who uh, she's a lo- longtime friend that uh, I've I've known since high school. We both came to faith around the same time, uh, and she has had just sort of every conceivable curveball thrown. Yeah, her. she grew up in a her, her dad basically abandoned them when she was a mm-hmm. little girl. Her mom was the, the reason her dad abandoned her was because her mom was a terrible alcoholic. Uh, I don't. I, I can count on one hand the number of times I saw her mom in something other than a bathrobe. Yeah, uh, with a, with a, you know mm-hmm. and, and without a hangover was kind of unusual. Uh, when she when she married, uh, her husband was infertile. They weren't able to have kids. They adopted. A, a couple of children and had all sorts of just all sorts of issues mm. around adoption, or you know, but just and, and they so they started a tradition. Yeah. Called the No Thanks Giving, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, where you know eventually it got around to gratitude. Yeah. But that's certainly not where it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just, it was there it was their way of, of being honest with God about what was going on in their lives. And I think, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that it, it really any any description of gratitude really ever came out of those yeah. several Thanksgiving dinners where mm-hmm. that was true. What do you think about that tradition?
1: Yeah, it's tough, like you said, when you have a background and you look at somebody's life and you're like, what is it that you can really be grateful for here? But I think... There are things and it doesn't have to be people, right? We're to be grateful for all things. So there it takes a lot of effort, you know, to think through and to identify what are those things, are those people that I'm grateful for. But the no thanks Thanksgiving almost reminds me back to my anxiety research, mm-hmm. where you're just orienting yourself to focus on the bad in your life. And that just doesn't lead you to a good place. It just makes you more anxious or more depressed. So by doing that, it may be honest. And like I said, when you have trials, it's not that you ignore them. We recognize that. But in the midst of those, what are other things going on in our life in addition to these trials that we can also be thankful for?
0: And there were, you know, there were those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just weren't front and center. Yeah. At this, and I think there's, I mean, there's a note of reality because I don't, I mean, I, I don't. You're surely you're not suggesting that, you know, gratitude Im- implies anything like a Pollyanna view of the world. No. Um, but to be real, but but also to be real with the things that you are grateful for, mm-hmm. and I think developing those habits and practices, I think is so important because I, you know, I look at the pace at which we run we run our lives. When when's the last time I stopped and sort of took stock of what I'm grateful? I I mean I'm embarrassed to say this I can't remember mm-hmm. the last yeah. time where I where I just focused on what I was grateful for. I I don't remember the last time. Yeah, um, and I don't view myself as a person who sees the glass as half empty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I think it's just really challenging, which, te- which tells me maybe that there's a and maybe more of a spiritual component to it that there's, you know, there's an enemy who wants to see us sidetracked from uh, the things that are in our own best interests.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so one, Stacy, one one last question for you. I, I really like the the idea of, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving letter, mm-hmm. uh, and really like the idea of making sure people answer the question of why. Yes. They're grateful for certain things. Yeah. What what else would you suggest that would help people have a more meaningful Thanksgiving?
1: I think just being conscious about what you're doing, right? So you need to set aside the time and be very purposeful in it. So, okay, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to celebrate it. Um taking that extra time to reflect and not just put people on the spot and say, okay, what are the top 10 things you're thankful for? But okay, I'm gonna ask you this question and I want you to reflect on it and spend some time and come prepared. To share what that is, and to you know, when people are thankful, to start having a discussion about it, and not being like, "Great, you shared yours. Now it's my turn," and trying to capture the floor. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we have that as well, where we're so eager to talk about ourselves that we're like not listening.
0: This is not, to the not other a place person. for for one upmanship. It isn't. I mean, I could see. I mean, I could see it this Thanksgiving. I could see writing this letter to my wife.
1: That would be great.
0: Reading it to her. Mm-hmm. And, and having our, our sons just observe. Exactly. As, as yeah. Seeing that, how that's done. So dads, get with the program here. <laughs> uh, well, Stacey, thank you so much for hanging out with us for these few minutes and helping prepare us to really do, do right by mm-hmm. celebrating Thanksgiving.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks again for the opportunity.
0: All right. This has been an episode of the podcast, Think Biblically, Conversations on Faith and Culture. To learn more about us and today's guest, Dr. Stacy LTD, and to find more episodes, go to biola.edu forward slash thinkbiblically. That's biola.edu forward slash thinkbiblically. If you enjoyed today's conversation, give us a rating on your podcast app and share it with a friend. Hey, thanks so much for listening. And remember, think biblically about everything.